Yeah, I think with networking, like I said, it, you really want to add value to somebody first. If you approach somebody else of saying like, hey, I want you to give me your time and your knowledge and, and your money, you know, that's really off-putting for a lot of people. But if you approach people first, like here's some value I can give you without even expecting anything in return, that's going to set yourself up for success with networking because people are going to like you more. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Matt Jones. He's the CEO of Hawkwing Capital, which syndicates large apartment buildings. He has a Master of Science in Mental Health Counseling, which comes in handy with building positive relationships in real estate. Matt co-hosts the Pillars of Wealth Creation podcast. He owns 55 units of multifamily and 244 beds of senior assisted living as well. Uh, so Matt made a, a transition. He, he started investing passively and was thinking, you know, small multifamily and uh, it, was, it was just the way to go and couldn't do the large multifamily. And and he, he walks through some of that path of how he got to where he's at now and doing large multifamily, the limiting beliefs, the mindset shift, those things that must make it happen, right? Your, your mind has to believe it before your feet uh, start moving forward uh, in that direction or in a different direction maybe than you've ever been uh, before. I know you're going to learn a lot from Matt today. Matt, welcome to the show. Honored to meet you and have you on. I know you have been and are in uh, positions in this business that many of our listeners, listeners are in or, or even want to be in, really. Uh, I think, uh, and you're going to provide a lot of value to them today. I think just really thinking through how you got started, some how you found that mentor, how you started networking. And I, I, I do coach a few people and, and it's like that time when you learn to ha- that you have to step out and start networking, meeting people, that can be pretty overwhelming at times. Uh, but even going from small multifamily to large multifamily and getting started raising money, all those things that, and so many limiting beliefs around that and fear, uh, you know, around stepping out and making that happen. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about how you did that. Give us a little more about who you are though, and let's dive in. Yeah, sure. So I started investing in real estate in 2015. Started with small multifamily, just whatever I could afford to buy based on my own savings. And I think of myself as a smart guy and and thought like, hey, I can just do this all myself and save money from all these expenses, property managers and and things like that. And so, you know, I did my own property management, uh, did a lot of my own uh, construction work. And I found was that things just went so slowly. And it was really a matter of, like you said, a limiting belief upon myself, like thinking that I have to control everything and I have to get all the profits. And, and, and that's the way to make the most money is by doing everything myself. But uh, so eventually, after you know several years of, of things not going anywhere very fast, you know, I, I bought a few multifamily, uh, I realized that you know, I have to take a nice big slice of humble pie and expand beyond uh, myself. And so then, you know, I'm, I'm actually a shy introvert. And so like networking is really hard for me. Meeting strangers and talking to them is just scary, but it's worth it. When you, you really scale, the more people you reach out to, I started meeting potential partners and learning about deals and learning about syndication. Actually, a show is one of the first shows I, I started listening to to really expand my uh, understanding. Uh, because like one of the, the other limitations of myself with the small multifamily, it was my ability to raise money to for the next down payment. You know, it's very limited when when you're stuck with that. Uh, but syndication kind of solved all my problems of like, hey, I'm no longer using other people's money. And hey, I can scale instead of buying a triplex, I can buy a 300 unit place through syndication. 
I would say that's probably like the biggest setback for me and and a lot of people out there is your own limiting beliefs, like thinking like you got to do everything yourself or you can't do large multifamily because you can't afford it or you don't know how or things like that. What opened your mind or or made you be willing to first or I guess first, what, what helped you see the opportunity of large multifamily versus what you were doing? The first thing was the frustration that things were not working out the way that I hoped doing things the way that I was. So I knew I had to change. So first of all, being willing to change myself and how I viewed things. And that was about the time that I learned about real estate syndication. And I thought, well, (laughs) this is bananas. Like this is real. You know, this isn't like an old boys club that's impossible to get into with large multifamily. Like you can just jump in. Actually, one of my buddies, like his first real estate deal was a 120 unit place. Like he didn't even start with small stuff. He just jumped right in. So it can be done. And you don't have to be a rocket scientist or anything like that to do that. Uh, you just have to work with other people and add value to them and and uh, be part of a team. So you started uh, investing passively. How did that play into moving into being active uh, as far as uh, you know, starting out being passive? Uh, was that your plan or was that just, you know what, I'm going to invest you know, this way and then it came later that you decided to actually become more active? Well, the goal was always to become active. And I saw that starting out passive, uh, like passively investing in other people's syndications was a great introduction to the business to see how other people operate things, to see how other people communicate with their investors and and set up uh, you know the paperwork and and do distributions and and everything to understand like what what's good bad and ugly about it and you know create my own understanding uh, for my own business later on so I was passively invested with several other syndications but now I'm making the leap to active side of things uh, you know I, I feel like my education I, I've learned everything I can through books and podcasts and and learning from others and it's just uh, at a certain point you just have to take action and so I'm at that point now so I've been. Searching for deals, I've, I've you know built a lot of connections with brokers, and so I do a lot of underwriting. But then I'm also working with uh, my mentor uh, Todd Dexheimer. I'm going to be doing some capital raising for him as well, uh, which is a great way to get started into uh, deals. Like if you can find deals, or if you can do some capital raising, like you can just walk right into other people's deals to join them on the general partnership side of things. So I, I know Todd. I'll put that out there as being a great guy. We just spend almost a week together in Utah at Go Abundance a few weeks back. Tell Tell me, speak to a little bit though, how you found Todd as a mentor uh, and what stood out to you maybe about him versus other mentors and you know, what was that? process like when i first started learning about syndication he was doing a he, he was the guest speaker at a, a meetup that i often attended and he, the topic was syndication and so i thought well i definitely need to go to this one to learn more from somebody who's actually doing it and he's local to me we're both in minnesota i met him at that meetup and great presentation and, and i was you know during his presentation i was thinking like oh man this guy knows exactly what i need to know and i need to figure out how to add value to him so that he'd be willing to teach me and as well. So, and, and I didn't know how to do that. But during the, the presentation, there were some issues with the computer with like PowerPoint and Microsoft Excel. And I'm pretty computer savvy. So after the meetup, I went up to him and introduced myself and said like, hey, I saw that there was these problems with the computer. Here's how I can solve your PowerPoint problem. Here's how I can solve your Microsoft Excel problem for you. How did you think he responded? He was like, yeah, that sounds great. So nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is great. You can you can help me out with something I need. Uh, I started helping out with some some various computer type of stuff. And then it just kind of expanded from there. And eventually he offered for me to join as co-host on his podcast. It's been a great, uh, although he has offered me way more value than I've been able to offer him. That's awesome. So you are local to one another. You got to hear him speak. 
I, when I was looking for a mentor, I also, I traveled a pretty good distance so to, to hear different uh, coaches, quote, you know, or, or mentors speak and meet them in person before I decided, you know, where to invest those funds, right, to hire that coach. I think that's great. You got to meet him in person. You got to hear him speak. Uh, and then I, I love that, you know, you didn't wait around. Uh, you weren't too nervous to go up and talk to him or, I mean, like you just took action. Like, Hey, I, I can fix those problems. You just went up and Hey, I, I and talked to him and told him that you can do that uh, and built a relationship. I mean, pretty quickly sounds like, right. Cause you, you could help him. Uh, and what, maybe you didn't know the syndication business, but Hey, you had skills that he needed. I, I just often tell people, Hey, you probably have a skill set that an operator in the business needs, right? I mean, there, there's so many things that, that aren't just finding that next real estate deal or analyzing it or raising money that we need help with. Right. Uh, and so you, you just took advantage of that in a big way. So speak to them, uh, you know, some next steps or the networking component versus next steps that you took to increase your, you know, the active side of your business. Yeah, I think with networking, like I said, it, you really want to add value to somebody first. If you approach somebody else of saying like, hey, I want you to give me your time and your knowledge and, and your money, you know, that's really off-putting for a lot of people. But if you approach people first, like here's some value I can give you without even expecting anything in return, that's going to set yourself up for success with networking because people are going to like you more. It doesn't even have to be real estate related, actually. You know, if you can approach somebody and you learn just through talking that they want to learn the guitar and you happen to know how to play the guitar, you can offer to teach them for a few lessons. Just anything that's unique to them versus like if you talk to people and say like, hey, if there's anything I can do to add value to you, let me know. Well, that's not specific enough. You really need to get to know that person and what they need and give them what they need. Yeah. So speak now to maybe how you started uh, learning to raise money and working with investors. I guess education process looked like for you, you know, and moving from passive to active, but growing that side of your business. Starts with friends and family. You need to start telling people what you do. Your friends, family, work acquaintances, you know, everyone you interact with, you, you have to start telling them what you do. And I see it as not even like a sales sort of thing. And I'm actually a terrible salesman, but I can talk about what I do, opportunities to people. With that, you need to have a you know, good ability to explain what you're doing. So to talk the talk, and uh, even if you don't have any experience yourself uh, doing anything, if you team up with other people who are experienced, now you can start saying like, hey, our team has closed on X number of units, you know, you know, dollar amount of, of property. That way you don't feel like you're talking out, out of your butt, like, oh, I haven't done anything yet. Give me money. But if you can show through your teamwork that you're, what your team has done, then that's a lot more powerful as well. So just by talking about what you do, I like using an approach of asking people like, hey, could I ask you a couple of questions? questions about uh, your money, would that be okay? Uh, if they say yes, then, then you can continue on and just say, if there was an investment where you were uh, certain that you could get a 10% return on your money, would you be open to that kind of investment? And if they say yes, then you can say like, okay, if you found a deal, you know, investment like that, how much money would you have to be able to, to invest in, the, in that? And then they'll give you a dollar amount. And then you can just tell them like, hey, I don't have any investments right now, but if I do find any, would it make sense for me to reach out to you and talk to you about that? And oftentimes they're going to say yes. And so now you've got somebody who gives you a dollar amount, uh, potentially willing to invest and the willingness. So then you can start the conversation from there and you can talk, start talking about potential deals and investment opportunities with them later down the road. How have you found their willingness to invest maybe in the first opportunity then you show them versus the second? 
everybody is, is a little bit different. I mean, a lot of people are cautious, especially if they're jumping from the stock market to real estate, like they, they don't really understand real estate. And so you have to educate them, whether they invest in the first deal or, or your 10th deal, you still have to be open to helping them and, and building them up. And it's not just a matter of like one, like a person you're talking with who like maybe they're not able or willing to invest in, in one particular deal, but likely they know other people who are willing to as well. You can't just give up on somebody just because they don't invest on your first deal. Uh, you still have to provide value to them like education or, or support. And it's going to just going to spread out from there. Like maybe they'll invest with you later or they'll uh, introduce you to somebody else who's in, ready to invest now. Hey guys, it's Whitney. I wanted to take some time to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com. They're a national private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities. They do this with private accredited investor funds. They have a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and control over $250 million in equity from their investors. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easier for you to start investing in real estate without all the hassles. They even have an average 62% repeat investor rate in each offering they put together. They even have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to fix and flippers locally and across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. To help you learn more, they have put together a free passive investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download the PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Yeah, a reason I ask is oftentimes, especially when you're getting started, you know, you have that network, uh, maybe from your previous or current career job that you know that you have or family even, and and I find it's like you know, there's that like shock factor right off the bat. It's like, wait a minute, Matt, like I, I didn't I didn't know you were doing this. Uh, and so the first deal, it seems like uh, oftentimes investors are like, ah, I'm gonna see how he does here, you know. Uh, however, you do have to get started, right? You do have to keep going, and then it's like the second, third deal, you know, they start to see you're serious and hey, you know, he's doing things right or she. So no, that's awesome. Uh, speak to what are some of the next steps you plan to take to continue to grow that side of your business uh, in just ability to work with investors? Well, I mean, just keep on networking with people and more value add to other people. So networking through, you know, I, I do the podcast and I go to conferences. Actually, we put on a conference, you know, Todd and I and some other people, uh, we have the North Star Real Estate Conference in May that we're putting on. Uh, so that's a great way to meet people as well. But going to meetups, chatting with people online on Facebook or bigger pockets or whatever, the more you people you can talk to, the more people you can add value to, the more good things come back in return, the more people are going to know who you are and what you do and be willing to invest with you. Yeah. Now I've heard great things about the conference you all are doing as well. I have not been yet, unfortunately, but I've heard great things. Uh, so I encourage listeners to, to check it out. Where would they find that, Matt? Go ahead and tell them. Our website, NorthStarUnlimited.live. I guess in this business, actually, you mentioned it too. It's like, a, you know, early on, you're like, you felt like you had to do everything. Uh, and that, and really, that's, that's such a limiting belief, right? And, and you, I think you mentioned as well, I, I made a note of it. It's like, you wanted to keep all the profits for yourself, right? That's kind of the mindset. Well, I got to give some of the profits away. And that is such a limiting belief. Too, and it's so common as well. You know, speak to, you know, where do you see like, you know, your team growing? What would be some of the, you know, first people that you're adding to your team to help you expand or grow as now you, you know, you've shifted your mindset to uh, really a, a more abundant 
uh, you know, just thinking bigger type mindset. You need various people on your teams. So if you're expanding to larger multifamily, whether you're investing locally or across the country, you're going to need a local team wherever that is. So you're going to need a property management uh, company that you really trust. You're going to need some brokers, you know, multiple brokers in the area that you connect uh, with. And uh, you're going to need a mortgage company. You're going to need some construction companies to handle, you know, large rehabs. That's a lot of people, man. Yeah. I mean, if you try to like, on your like if you get a hundred unit property like you can't do it all on your own uh, no i'm just giving you a hard time it's so true i mean you do need yeah lots of people lots of team members uh matt what's been the say the hardest part of your syndication process or business you know up to this point you know again it's the limiting belief you know coming to the conclusion that like actually i can do it it, it is possible it, you know if you whether you, you know, it was henry ford who said whether you think you can or you can't you're right and that's it, so true like if you think oh i can't do a hundred in a place, then you're absolutely right. You can't. But if you think like I can, and I don't know how, but I'm going to figure that out and, and work with people who, who can help me, then you can do it. What would you have done differently? Like if you could look back, you know, say it would say 2015, uh, you started passively investing at that point. What would you do different now that you, with what you know now? I would have just jumped right in. I would have bought bigger properties and I would have teamed with other people right away instead of trying to do it all on my own. You can do things all on your own. It just is going to go so slowly for you like it did for me in the beginning. Yeah, I wish I'd bought so many more properties. Not even just a few years ago. Um, so what about just like in the last uh, last six, 12 months, biggest challenge or, you know, was COVID a challenge? Was uh, you know, finding deals, the biggest challenge was, you know, just the getting starting component or finding a mentor. What what did that look like for you? Finding deals has been a real issue, but, uh, you know, that's always a, a challenge, I would say. I mean, like if you're looking for deals in 2011, you, you could pick anything on the map and you'd make good money with it. But, you know, we don't have a crystal ball, so we don't know where things are going to be. So when you're underwriting, you really have to be conservative and, and like, okay, if things take a downturn, can I still keep the property at this price point? So finding deals is really slow in the beginning part of the pandemic. But now things are really picking up. And so there's a lot of deal flow. But so many people are willing, in my mind, to pay more than uh, what is reasonable. You know, a lot of people right now are paying such high prices that, uh, well, if, if the market continues to go up and up and up, they're going to make money. They're going to be fine. But if everything has to go right in a deal for you to make money, then there's such a high risk. And so, you know, I'm more of a conservative underwriter and want to make sure that I'm not going to lose my investors' money. You know, my belief is that it's better to not have a deal than to have a really risky deal that uh, is going to, you're going to lose your pants on. What's your best source for meeting new investors right now? I find for me, I have built the best connections one-on-one, you know, face-to-face, I mean. So through meetups, through conferences, through my own network, just talking to people like, hey, you know, do you know anybody that that might be interested in this? You can try to do it online and and you can get some investors that way. But, uh, you know, the face-to-face, you know, just nothing replaces that. What does that follow-up process look like? You meet somebody at a conference, you all talk about, you know, how do you connect again? You know, it just depends on, you, you got to get their information and you set up some like a coffee or a lunch or something like that, or a phone call at the very, very least. So you have to build that connection. In, in order for somebody to invest with you, you know, three things have to fall into place. They have to know who you are. They have to like you 
and they have to trust you because if any one of those three things is missing, you know, they're not going to invest with you. So you have to help people get to know you while you get to know them, uh, show them that you're somebody who, who they can like as well as trust. And that takes time. You know, it's not like, you know, first time you meet somebody, they're like, oh, here's $100,000 or whatever. Uh, you know, I mean, of course, there are people like that. But for most people, they, they need to see like, hey, you're you're a solid person with whom I can invest. Oftentimes that you invest with the, the person, not so much the deal. A good operator can make turn lemons into lemonade, whereas a bad operator can make the best deal go sour. Matt, what are some daily habits that you have that, just that you're disciplined about that have helped you achieve success? Constant education. You know, I, I do a lot of reading, a lot of self-reflection. You know, I actually even wrote a book that I wish had existed when I started uh, investing in real estate. And then also reaching out to people. Like I mentioned, I'm a shy introvert, so it you know, can be hard to, for me anyway, but just making a concerted effort. Like, you know, this is, you know, I'm, I'm adding value to other people. Like if I don't reach out to other people, like it's all these people that are, are missing out on great deals, great opportunities, because of my introversion uh, or my not willing to uh, reach out. So like, okay, I'm, I'm doing people a disservice if I don't reach out to people and follow up and, and communicate with people and meet with people. Give us the, and I don't normally ask about book recommendations, but since you brought it up, what's your recommendation that's a must read for us? I would say How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I mean, it's a weird title, but it's such a classic. It, it, it's all about like how to treat other people the way that they want to be treated, result, lots of good things will come back your way. Matt, how do you like to give back? A couple of ways. I like to give uh, bags of goodies to homeless people that I, I see around. And then I also like helping out people who have uh, developmental disabilities as well. The, uh, I want to ask you about the bags of goodies there. Do, do you like have those pre-prepared, like just to hand out you know, when you see somebody? Exactly. So it's like some food, water, some personal hygiene supplies, that sort of stuff. And the reason I ask, because I often see homeless people and I'm thinking, you know, am I helping them by giving them a $20 bill? You know, it's like, man, that struggle, you don't know how they're going to use it, those things, you know. But I love that idea of, hey, you can still help. And hey, these are things they need probably, I mean, just immediately, right? That's a great idea. Matt, grateful to have you on the show and to meet you. And I just appreciate hearing your journey and the limiting belief beliefs and, and being able to step and pass those, right? It's, it's so, so much. Everybody says, oh, I don't want to hear more mindset stuff. And that's the way I was in the beginning, but it's so true. You got to, you got to make some massive shifts mentally uh, before the, your, your feet start uh, walking it as well. Right. Uh, and so just appreciate you being real about those things and transparent and going from small multifamily to large and passively investing and finding the mentor. And uh, anyway, shout out to Todd as well. Uh, how can people get in touch with you, Matt, and learn more about you? Hey, you can go on my website, hawkwingcapital.com. You can download a free chapter from my book or just learn about what I have going on in real estate. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the Real Estate Syndication Show. Please subscribe and like the show. Share it with your friends so we can help them as well. Don't forget, go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up and start investing in real estate today. Have a blessed day. 